Launching new product strategies can be often confusing when trying to navigate how the best way to get an item up is on Amazon FBA. My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. In this video, I'm going to talk about one of the most common scenarios. Here it is. You have three products you've looked at. They all look amazing. You've got all of the great criteria. Everything checks out. Should you go all in on one of those items, perhaps your favorite of the three, because you're on a limited budget, you can't do all of them full blast, or go a moderate strategy and launch all three of them with less than average investment. This is a complex situation because when it comes to the theory in general, for every three products you launch, one will be successful, one will break even, and the third will fall short. So with that logic, should you always be launching three products? Generally, yes. However, if you're on a tighter budget, maybe you only have a total of $5,000 to invest, then probably more likely you should go with the single product. But let's kind of look at this a little bit deeper. Imagine these were the three products that we're talking about. Some sage sticks, a mom spa box, or some soap. Now, if I only could launch one of these three items, I would try and select whichever was closest to the seasonality lift or the one that I thought was gonna be the best evergreen. And all three of these products are in a similar vertical, but very different. Soap all in on, you know, an $17 item. The mom spa box, usually between 40 and $50. So higher risk with this one, but better margin and payout versus going for the high velocity play with low dollar ticket items on the sage sticks. Now, one of the benefits of going with the sage sticks in my particular case was the fact that my brand name was Age of Sage. So if we were gonna look at these three items and you know, in a vacuum, all things equal, I would go with the one that matches my brand name and go with Age of Sage. But as you're looking at the product data, there could be reasons why you'd wanna go with one over the other and some reasons why you can't do all three. So here's a great example of why doing the all three strategy could be problematic. Keep in mind, you might have some variations between the, the single product you're talking about already. <clears throat> and what happens is if you split your ad budget between three products, you're gonna see the budget be split as well. So the ad budget, if all in one item, would in theory increase the velocity of that item, making it so that more people are purchasing it. So if we look at velocity theory, an item that has a turn rate of 500 per month is very different versus an item that has 1500 per month. So what would you rather have? A single item with 1500 velocity of units sold per month or three items at 500. Without a doubt in my mind, I would pick the item with 1500 every time. There's a lot of simplification that comes in with this, a lot of efficiencies. Keep in mind, you only have to make one A plus content. You only have to shoot photography one time versus the three. You only have to create one set of keyword research. Uh, and your ad dollar budget will have a, a lift effect Right, so if, if you have three products and you only spend $1,000 on each on the ads versus spending $4,000 or $3,000 on a single product, the ads 
would be uh, technically the same amount of, of, of clicks between the products, but the difference here is as an item increases in its velocity, the higher up it will leapfrog all of the keyword rankings. So when you look at the keyword rankings, here are my sage sticks with an older SEO cerebral report. Here we've got 432 keywords and ads, 841. I usually like to see about a one to two ratio. That's very close to my one to two ratio that I typically look for. That is one sponsored keyword for every two organic indexed. And usually uh, listings that maintain that ratio are generally very healthy. Now, obviously if you have an extreme number on one or the other, that could give you an indication of either underspending on ads or underdeveloped SEO. One of those two things can frequently happen. Um, but, you know, here's a fresh fresh look at it, right? So I just re-pulled that same data. Here we have the 1,300 keywords in ads because right now it's a little softer on the market. So I'm trying to be a little bit more aggressive and my index went up to 1,000. I generally like to see a product hit 1,000 keywords indexed in about 30 days. Um, if you've done that, that's very, very successful. Um, many products in certain niches do take two months, three months to get to get going. But when we talk about our three SEO phases of a product launch, generally speaking, phase one is all about mass indexing, trying to get as seen by as many clicks as possible. The second phase is about incremental indexing. Generally, this is the shortest of the three phases where you're trying to go from like 800 keywords indexed up to a thousand. We call it the pink word update because in the back end of Amazon, they show your words literally in pink, just like this. And by the way, we do have a free SEO guide right on the website. If you just go click the link at the top of uh, the description of this video, um, this is the full phase one SEO guide. Just scroll down, put your email right here and we'll email it over to you. Um, and it's, it's a very, very in-depth step-by-step tutorial on how to go about doing this. So once you've done step one, which is all the basics, step two, incremental indexing, remove any pink words. These are caused by you having the word already in the title or the bullets. They're safe to remove, but not until phase two. What we found is by including them during the initial launch of a product, it will index faster. But once you, you've kind of plateaued, you need to pull those out and circulate new ones in. And then finally, phase three, this is the strike zone update when you're, you're already indexed in mass and now you need to um, move some keywords up from rank 20 through 50 and try and push them up to top one through 10. And, and so these are the, the phases that we do when we launch a product. So when we look at this data in here, um, just imagine all of the work that it requires to rank a product now, triple that if you select three products in your launch. And if you don't have the staffing, the budget, and all of that to do that, you're way better off going in on a single product. Once you've done some of this legwork, on the very far right hand here, you can see the organic rankings. Um, and so this listing is kind of right in the middle of phase two, right? So there's 50 keywords it's in the top 15 for. And what we really want to see it is try and get, you know, 50 keywords in the top 10, um, and that's really where phase three would come in. All kinds of keywords that can be chased, like burnable sage, dried sage for burning. See all these different iterative um, words that all basically have the same meaning. You want to try and have some exact matches of these things inside of the copy. One of the things that a lot of people fundamentally miss when they're building out their A-plus content is they don't put crawlable text. I'll give you an example to this. 
Here is an image, there's text inside the image. There is zero SEO value to the text in the image right here, no indexing. Whereas all of this copy down here has high SEO value. So what, if we were trying to move the needle on some of these keywords, we'd go over to this list, right? We'd, we'd, we'd take the organic rank from like rank 20 through 50 and we'd, we'd sort the filter. So let's apply that. And we then would sort this by search volume because we're trying to figure out like what's the highest uh, bang for the buck when we're doing this. And then, so we got sage candles for cleansing house. This is a little bit tricky. I don't know if this would be an exact match, something we'd actually chase because these are all candle focused, right? Now we're in incense. We're actually organically ranked 20, 23 on that. And that's a gigantic keyword. So, you know, maybe throwing the word candle on the listing somewhere wouldn't be a bad idea because a consumer that's willing to buy a sage candle probably would buy our product. But as we go down this list, whether we agree with that framework or not, we would try and find things that would make the most sense. So Sage for Cleansing House Negative Energy, 2200 uh, on the search volume. We're ranked 35. This would be a great word, um, key phrase to try and chase. And so when we click on this, you know, we're right in the money with this. Everything that you see on the page here, very similar to our type of product and definitely what you're trying to chase. So, so then we would take this sort of keyword and, and then massage it into the listing. So if we were to copy this, go back to the listing, where'd we throw that, there it is, and do control F, I have no exact match for that particular phrase yet. And so one of the most important things to do is to get an exact match on it. Um, but one of the, you know, you know just kind of hit home this text strategy in A plus content. You wanna get like 500 words of text into the A plus content, take as much space as humanly possible um, as well through these product modules. And, and the reason for that is as you start to scroll down, what do you see compared with similar items? These are all my competitors and I don't wanna lose somebody going to somebody else's competitor product. You know, I mean, they sell a three pack for six bucks. I, I sell a three pack for eight. And you know, I don't wanna, I don't wanna lose my, my velocity, my margins over to the, the next guy, right? And so, it's important to take as much space as possible for conversion purposes. Um, and it's important to put as much text in as possible for traffic purposes. And just so everybody understands my framework, I very much put traffic as the important thing and conversion as the secondary factor. So that means obviously as you put more text into the A plus content, the conversion rate would slip a little. That is definitely a fact. And it doesn't look as good considering mobile is where most of the sales come from. So on mobile, lots of text doesn't look so hot. But from all of my thousands of iterative testing, I have repeatedly found with almost 100% conclusion that having lots of text is favorable. There are some exceptions to that rule. Obviously, if you're in supplements and there's tricky words, you don't want to get your listing yanked, all kinds of reasons why you'd want to avoid having text in some isolated case scenarios. But when in doubt, having lots of text is very valuable when you launch your product because it leapfrogs the keyword rankings. And remember, our, our goal when we first launch a product is what? To be findable. To be findable, you must index for hundreds of keywords. If you don't have copy on your listing, Amazon has no concept that that product is relevant for all of these hundreds of different keywords. But by simply having an exact match right into the copy, you'll see it works quite effectively. When I first launched this mom spa set gift set, um, I only had to, I only had one product review when I launched it, and I think review strategies today are pretty much dead. But keep in mind, they now do charge for Vine, 
Um, so that's another cost you would have to stack up if you were going for the three products versus the single product launch is review um, costs in Vine and whatnot. Um, but this particular item here, I made $144,000 in three weeks and I launched this during Mother's Day. So basically first week in May, I launched it of 2021. I spent on this item um, about, I, I, want to, I can't remember the top of my head, I think it was either eight to $11,000, somewhere in that range uh, for the $144,000 in revenue during those exact three weeks, just to be clear. And, and so I, I hit a really good wave when the, the keyword data showed that the gifts for mom um, were really hot and they were even hotter than they were the previous year with the COVID bump uh, coming in from the previous year. So let's talk some advertising logistics on this. When a lot of people launch a product, they, they think about like, oh, should I just make an auto campaign and wait for things to work themselves out and then build some manual campaigns after that? That is a terrible strategy. Please don't do that. When you launch a product, you need to have every segmentation built for your item. That means everything on the listing is optimized on day one. Do not flip the item live until the FBA has checked in so that you can have that prime badge. And in addition to that, make sure you build out every advertisement pop, uh, type possible. So that means launch with a video ad. That's optional, but very helpful. Um, display is probably the only exception to this where it might be a little too weak to do that. But as you go through and create a sponsored uh, product ad here, and you're trying to figure out, okay, like, you know, let's say, let's go back to the initial question, which item of the three should you launch? One of the things that you could do in some of that research is to scroll down, select one of these items, right? So let's just put in this top item here and look at the keyword bids. And if we look at the keyword bids and go to some of the ones that they're suggesting, let's see if they're, they're not actually populating it yet. Let me switch this over to manual target. There we go. And when we scroll down, we'll see in here some, uh, some suggestions. So if the bids for item number one were in the dollar range, but the bids for item number two were in the $2 range, and let's say that they were the exact same um, sort of clientele in the gift giving category. Um, so what I'm trying to say is they're the same price. Um, so that way, you know, in theory, if all things were equal and the only thing was the difference was the price then uh, of the ad, that is, then you could make a, an educated decision to make a change, right? So we know that PPC costs are up 35% this year. So like the term wine glass, I want to say I was bidding on this for like 80 cents a click in the year 2020. Um, and now we're at 233 here going in the very first month of 2022. Very, very high, large increase in a lot of these, these keywords. So um, that could be one of the factors that you could use. But when you, do, when you go to actually launch the product, you need to make sure you have all of the segmentation set up. There are too many to mention in this particular video. I do have um, several PPC guides I recommend looking at following this video. Um, but if you're just going to talk about the basics just briefly here, you want to have um, some of the... I, I always recommend fixed bids when you launch an item uh, from a campaign bidding strategy. I also recommend go ahead and launch both automatic and manual campaigns. And then inside of your manual campaigns, you want to do um, both broad and exact match campaigns. Um, and, and don't just start with broad and then work your way down to exact. You should um, have done enough keyword research to know that there's probably two or three keywords that an exact match on are going to be make or break for you. Similarly, with the broad match campaign strategy, if you have the term wine glass broad matched on um, any type of wine glass product, you're also going to get a bunch of additional 
uh, search terms that come off of that. You might have to put some negations on. For example, I don't have an unbreakable glass. It's not plastic. It's not steel. These are keywords you could probably safely negate on a broad match or an auto campaign when you first launch the product. But in addition to that, though, when I first did this for the Age of Sage box, the majority of my ad spend was on the term gift for mom. And it was a highly effective broad match strategy because obviously it's a gift for mom, but the, the search volume for this particular word just goes crazy during the month of May. Um, so during 2020, there was like 800,000 people that searched for gift for, for mom during Mother's Day. In 2021, it was like 1.2 million. And then in 2020, um, so so last year, I think I got my years wrong here because we're in 2022 now. So so I launched this product in 2021 of May. And at that point, the search volume for the term gift for mom had reached over 2 million search volumes. So it almost 2x year over year. Um, and because of that, I was able to ride a, a wave with lower bids and launch the product successfully by trying to take advantage of the, the search volume. So hopefully you found that persuasive on the three versus one product launch to get things going. And then let's go through just a basic checklist uh, on the listing. So make sure you're launching with six photos, ideally have a video. We did our video, we just, so just opened up a box here um, and just kind of showcased it so you can see the product in use, you get your banana for scale shop by showing a, a, a box opening like that. Very important for a gift item as well, showcase the value of everything inside of it. Um, make sure you got pictures of people. Obviously this is a Photoshop job, it, it fits the bill. Um, ideally you want a real photo with people looking at the camera. Um, and then make sure you've got a, a longer title that has all the keywords, flush out the bullet points. Emojis are acceptable in the gift category and many other categories they're not. Fill out the A-plus content. Make sure you got over 500 words. Take as much space as possible. Um, and there's also another module that a lot of people don't know about um, called the uh, From the Brand module. You can see that right here. And that goes above your A-plus content. If you haven't filled that in, that's also another good five-minute hack today to get that built out. Be sure to also have a list of all the important keywords. You can take any search term that you think is topical to your item. So I just typed in funny wine glass. Look at the top 10 selling products in this category, right? So you want to look for things that have a really low BSR or they're than the top of wine glasses like this. You can see that's number 76 in wine glasses, number 60 in wine glasses. You could even just click on the wine glasses page and look at some of the top sellers like this and scroll down. So you can see right now, uh, glass definitely not in right now. What is in is the tumbler Yeti type tumbler. Those are definitely a lot hotter. So if you're going to launch in this category, you know you don't want to do glass. Um, and and uh, I've been selling in that category for like six years, so I've I've seen it kind of ebb and flow. Anyway, so in here you could take ten of these products. You know you select which ones make the most sense to you. Throw those into Helium Ten Cerebro. Run a keyword analysis. And then look for the, the common symptoms. Anything that has the same top one through 10 keyword rankings across these items are generally gonna be the keywords you wanna write your listing to include those keywords in. So my wine glass right here, the winos on the right, happens to be in the highly rated section. Um, and so I'm gonna go click onto that. I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna just click on the keywords list to see what keywords the winos glass is currently. And I'm triggering, hold on. One of the things I really have a big complaint about Helium 10 is when you have the secondary user 
um, on an account, it triggers the free account instead of the paid one first when you first trigger things. It's the stupidest UI ever. I wish Helium would change that. Anyway, so back to the Winos glass here. You can see 800 keywords um, paid, paid 3,200 3, um, on the organic index. Um, this could mean that I'm underspending on sponsored, but right now it's the deadest season for me during the month of January. So this doesn't really pick up until Feb 1. So it's pretty standard for, for, for my particular product. Um, anyway, so if we scroll down, we can see all the different keywords, right? And it's got 50 keywords in the top seven rankings. So it's, it's a very mature listing. There's a thousand reviews on it. And then you would just look at organic rank one through 10. And then you would type in, you know, as many ASINs up here as you can run this filter, hit apply. Then you would go over to, uh, Frankenstein and export it. And, and the whole goal here is to export multiple products to figure out what keywords are going to be the most important. And then you could write your search terms on the back end. So if we, you know, just to kind of demonstrate this, if we go over to Frankenstein and click that button and then scroll down and just simply hit the process button with no additional filtering, we would have a pretty strong chance that these keywords right here um, cut in half because you'll come through and kind of just pick some words and kick out some other ones. Right. So like maybe the word boomer doesn't make sense for winos, for example, but teardrop may or may not. Right. So you're going to go through this and kind of edit this. This is a pretty good indication that half of this block right there would make for a really good search term field when you're launching your products. So there's a lot of technical um, that can go into this. And that was kind of just a, you know, kind of a rough example. Um, but let's go ahead and showcase like another one. So let's go in here. Let's just type in something like apple slicer. Right. So if we type in Apple Slicer, and then we take one of the top sellers for this, we'll grab that ASIN right there, go back over to Cerebro and type this in, get keywords. And then what we're going to do this time is we'll see, um, we'll see, you know, we, we could type in like multiple of these ASINs. Let's go ahead and do that. So we're going to grab uh, multiple ASINs here. And I don't actually see that ASIN pop. There it is. Okay, one. So we're going to type that one. So the initial one had 900 keywords organically and nothing on ads, which is kind of an underspend on their part, most likely, but it is only a, well, I guess it's a $17 item. If they were under 10 bucks, I'd understand it. All right. So we're going to take, we'll do one more here, do the fourth ace, hit get keywords again, and we're going to load from history. And then what this is going to do is it's going to spit all of the products simultaneously and all of their keyword distributions. And that number from 996 is probably going to go up to more like 2,500. We'll see how close I get that. Uh, take a second to load when you're doing four ASINs as well. All right, so it's now loaded at 2,900 keywords index. Not a lot of ads going on for Apple Slicer. So kind of the strategy on this one, if you're going to launch one of those, would be don't advertise. Got to organically rank. But when you first launch an item, you got to spend massive amounts. All right, so when you look at the competitor score, you see all these tens here. How many competitors are in the count? you're going to get a pretty good idea of which are the most important keywords, right? So we know that these 33 keywords are the most important, most likely because they're all being ranked as the top of um, search results consistently. Um, and you can see the average competitor rank in this column. And so what you would do is you would select these. So let's assume I'm going to, you know, let's just select those 30, right? And just for time's sake, I'm just going to hit add to keywords to my list for five. You could then decide like over time, what are the main keywords you're going to launch your product with? Um, and additionally, we'd still export this over to Frankenstein and look at um, what the most search volume across these keywords would be. Hit process. Same concept here. 
usually this top chunk here is going to be a really good starting point. One of the things I'll point out, let's see if we can find uh, a Spanish keyword somewhere right there, frutas. I think that's a Spanish word. And so, uh, and, and yeah, this is definitely, so uh, frutas for children with a pad and sliced paper. That's, I think that's what it translates to roughly. Anyway, so um, you could definitely include Spanish into your keyword research, especially if it's showing up this high. There's a, there's a higher uh, demographic growth in the Spanish buying community on Amazon than there are probably any other demographic. So if you index for Spanish and your competitor doesn't, those are sales that you're going to generate. So these are some of the basic strategies with SEO to launch your product. Um, and you could run through these motions for all three products and then choose which one to launch based on the results of you seeing the keyword opportunity, right? So if you look at um, the opportunity score between three products, you could look at number of keywords available. You could look at the search volume that's available. You could look at Cerebro's IQ score, which is the ratio of search volume versus the number of competing products. And a higher score is generally uh, beneficial, um, which means there's more searches compared to the number of products. Um, so apple slicer right there or slicer apple, very low score, but apple slicer and core has a high score. So not as many people have launched uh, an apple slicer that has core on it, um, or that keyword vernacular. Um, so you might want to go for that product versus the regular apple slicer. If you're going to go that gen general direction, you could then make your tie breaks based on margin and based on MOQs. That's minimum order quantity with your manufacturer to decide which of the three items you want to launch with. Um, but at the end of the day, I would stick with the product you understand the best because you're going to be able to write better copy. You're going to be able to understand it. So I'm a competitive chess player. If I was going to launch a chess set, I would know all of the vernacular and keywords to use when launching said chess set. But if I were to go launch a dental hygiene kit, I would be way behind the curve because I don't know the slightest clue about anything, even though I've got nice, nice white pearls here. Um, I don't have any idea or information about what makes a better hygienist uh, product versus another. And so if you're looking for tie breaks on launching your product, go with the product you understand and know, even if the data isn't as supportive for that particular product, because you're just going to have way better chance of being successful selling something you understand versus selling something that the data says is good. Keep in mind, everybody has the same data tools, right? Everybody's looking at the same data, but not everybody has the same knowledge about the product. And that's gonna be an edge for you. So hopefully you found some of this video. I know it was a little bit of all over the place ramble. That's pretty much my style. If you like that style with uh, no nonsense, here's some information and just go right into the heart and potatoes. Hit that subscribe button. Check out these other videos on our other product launch guides. And thanks for watching. My name is Stephen Pope and I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy.